0: It is summertime here in the United States, and during the summer, something that people love to do, including myself, I love, love, love doing it, is go to the beach. I love the ocean especially, but I grew up in Buffalo, New York, so for us, the beach was Lake Erie. Today's podcast is all about how to have a more sustainable beach visit and how to visit a beach so that you don't disturb the wildlife and the ecosystems that are there. I have some tips for you. It's really strange for a lot of people to think of the beach as a natural environment. So I know we're animal lovers here. A lot of you are scientists or aspiring scientists. So for that, for you guys, it might seem totally obvious. But if you think about your regular person, a lot of people go to the beach, you know, just to have fun with their families, to party, and you can easily forget that a beach is an ecosystem. It's a habitat. It's a home for a lot of different animals. So today I'm going to talk about a bunch of things that you can do to help out animals at the beach while still having an amazing time at the beach. So let's get started into this big list of tips and some of them they might surprise you. They were things I just learned maybe like a couple of years ago. There, There's something that you, you wouldn't guess. So make sure you listen to the whole thing. Okay, let's get into the list actually I just want to say one more thing before we get started I recorded this podcast and I don't know what happened but the audio from my microphone just stopped recording I think I think like about three quarters of the way in so I think most of it I got on the good audio so the rest I'm going to take from my camera um, that I recorded for YouTube which is not as good audio quality so you'll definitely notice a shift but you should be able to hear all the content and everything so just to when you notice that that's that's what happened life happens and we move on we work with it don't let perfection be the enemy of progress that's the motto i live by so yeah i hope you guys enjoy this podcast hi i'm dr stephanie shuttler a wildlife biologist who's learned throughout her career studying animals that science alone cannot save species we need you In the Fancy Scientist Podcast, you'll learn about fun animals, conservation tips, and science advice, all while breaking stereotypes about what a scientist looks like. Let's get started. Like I said in the intro, the beach is an ecosystem. It's actually, well, multiple ecosystems, <laughs> depending on where you are on the beach and in the ocean. And before we get started into the list, I actually just want to go over some of the cool animals that I've seen that have been really obvious. There's animals living at every single beach, even if it is super crowded. So here in North Carolina, we definitely have crowded beaches and a super cool eye experience that I had was, this was actually in the winter time, but I went out into the beach with my dogs and we actually saw dolphins jump in. I know for sure we get sharks here off the coast of North Carolina. In the last episode, I talked about how I found baby sea turtles in Hilton Head, South Carolina. That's an incredibly busy tourist spot tons of people there and all, all species of sea turtles are endangered in Mexico and Kenya they have really cool tide pools the same thing with Oregon too the Oregon and go swimming in the beach but so when the the tides go low it gets captured in these water gets captured in these little coral features and all sorts of cool animals come out I've seen eels so many beautiful tropical fish starfish sea urchins just so many beautiful things when I went to this beach in in Cartagena Colombia it was so crowded actually that was probably the most crowded beach that I went to and still I think I did, I did bring my goggles yeah I brought my goggles and still when I went underwater even though there were so many people I saw beautiful tropical fish and there were like these little coral fragments and of course you have crabs lots of shore birds at the beach no matter where I go I always see birds so there's a ton of animals living at the beach even if you think it's very touristy very developed there's still animals living there and as i mentioned with the sea turtles they can even be in really popular really busy beaches so i think one of the first things that you can do it it really starts with just recognizing that you're you're coming to another animal's home and you're you're sharing that space it's actually their home they're not inviting you in you're an unwelcome guest maybe they invite you in we don't know but I think that's really important for people to recognize and it's important for you to spread that message to other people as well so if you're going with friends you can do this in a fun way like you can bring your binoculars and a bird book and look at the birds that are on the beach and identify them and add them to your life list I talk about birding with Lauren Farr and I believe it's episode number eight so she can get you started with some birding basics. But that's a really great way that you can get people excited without being so preachy. If you have kids around, showing them the animals. If you can find crabs or the birds or if you can find some of like the, the cool shells. Every beach pretty much has shells. Explain to kids that, they, that animals live in those shells or have lived in those shells. So just get this whole idea that the beach is really a living ecosystem. I think that's a really important part for people to make this connection to nature and then they realize that the, what they're doing that day has an impact or a potential impact on the wildlife around there. So the next tip is really pretty obvious, but it it needs to be said. You guys probably aren't doing it, but a lot of people do it. And this is a common term used for backpacking and camping when you when you have a big backpack and everything is on your backpack, your tent, all your clothes, blah, 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 you want to leave no trace. So basically anything you bring out into the woods, you want to bring back with you. So if you had a stack of granola bars, you would want to bring all of the granola bar wrappers back with you and dispose of them properly once you get to your, your car or wherever you need to go. I think the same thing for the beach. Even though they have garbage cans on the beach, so often... I mean, the beach is so windy usually. So often you see things blow around and get out of those garbage cans. So an easy thing that you can do, especially um, if it's plastic stuff, is just bring a trash bag with you. Like, And it doesn't have to be like a real trash bag. It can just be like a little bag and put everything that you are using for that day and um, discard it and bring it home with you or bring that stuff home with you at the end of your trip and throw it out more inland because like I mentioned, things escape even if you dispose of things properly at the beach. A lot of um, a lot of like wrappers and little things can escape and make their way into the ocean through wind. So if you can bring it inland and it gets buried in a in a not a compost pile, what's land landfill, then it doesn't have any chance of getting to the beach. So I just want to give you one statistic and actually when I went to Hilton Head in addition to finding sea turtles I found so much junk on the beach and some of it actually I just used like I found somebody left their I remember it was like washed up or in the sand somebody left like this boogie board they left three big beach-sized towels and a cooler and I I took all that stuff. I still use those towels. <laughs> I just wash them. I mean, they're not like, you know, the best towels, but I use them for cleaning up messes, things like that. So, so you can also pick up after people. and <laughs> You might be able to find some useful things as well. But this one statistic was that over a Memorial Day weekend, people visiting Virginia Beach left 10 tons of trash, and this was just in a single weekend. So so just make sure you're cleaning up your own mess, and then if you can, unfortunately, because not everyone's responsible, if you can help clean up everyone else's mess too. The next tip is probably one you're familiar with, but I need to reiterate it. Don't bring plastic to the beach, especially little plastic parts if you can. As I've mentioned, these things can get lost and make their way to the ocean. Things like plastic bags. Sea turtles think that they are jellyfish. They'll ingest them. There's been multiple stories of whales with plastic bags in their in their stomachs and that has contributed to their mortality. Like literally so much of their stomach was contained with plastics and trash that they died. So if you can bring anything that, well, first of all, don't bring that stuff in the first place. And then if you can bring stuff to help you reduce the amount of disposables that you'll use at the beach, that is something that really helps out too. So when I travel abroad, I I can't drink the water, so I instead of buying bottled water every place that I go, I bring a Steripen with me, so, or you can bring a water filter with you. And the Steripen, I love them; they're so cool. I have a link to one in my show notes. I did a blog post about it. But basically, they're like this little wand, and it works with UV light. And you dip it into your water bottle, and it sterilizes the water for you. So you can refill and refill your water bottle with just water out of the hotel room, or whatever. And I know this isn't the the greatest. Like people talk about how gross it is to drink hotel water and everything. You can also boil water if you have access to a stove. But I feel like for the short time that I'm there, whether it's a few days or a week, it doesn't matter. And I. I would again rather not use all those plastic water bottles and bring stuff that can be reused. If you're doing snacks instead of like granola bars that have lots of little plastic wrappers, you could bring things that are in bigger bags, so maybe like a big bag of trail mix or you can bring things that are completely biodegradable like apples, bananas, produce like that is is really great to have at the beach. And If you don't need a straw, then don't take straws. If you do have to do takeout for something, don't use disposable straws unless you need it if you have a disability or something. Because, and it's if you listen to the last episode I had with Christine, the sea turtle biologist. It's not that plastic straws make up so much waste. It's just that for most people, it's totally unnecessary. We don't need them. So she is the the biologist who filmed the sea turtle with a straw up its nose. It was having problems breathing, and it's a famous video that went viral as they took the straw out. So again, for people like myself, if I go and I get a drink, what, I'm drinking that drink for a half an hour and then that straw is is on the planet for forever. Plastic doesn't decompose. It just goes into these smaller bits and pieces. And this not only affects the wildlife's health, it affects our health because it breaks into smaller pieces and then ultimately ends up in the food chain, either through us consuming animals like, like fish or in water. And there's one study that said that that we consume roughly about a credit card size worth of plastic each week. So if you don't care about animals, but I know you do because you're listening to this podcast, so I know you care about animals, but for those people, maybe you're talking to people who don't care about animals, you can get them to hopefully care about themselves and their own, and their own well-being. Okay, so bring your own trash bag. I'm this is from a blog post I'm going over. I'm I'm scanning over the tips as we talk. Pick up litter during your stay even if it's not you. If you are really dedicated, you can participate in beach cleanups. There's a lot of organizations that do them probably like quarterly, maybe more frequently. But every little bit counts. You don't know what animals are going to consume it. So anything that you can get out of the ocean is helpful for wildlife. Something that people don't really think about as being bad for the environment, but actually is, and I actually learned this somewhat recently, is cigarette butts. There is plastic in the filter, so they are not fully decompostable. So a lot of people think you can just, you know, throw them out and they will, you know, they're tobacco, so they will, and paper, and they will just break down. But there are plastic pieces in the filter. So definitely don't do that. Okay, so the next tip is all about what we put on our skin at the beach. And this is also a helpful tip for your own health as as well. So this is all about sunscreen. And there's also, I did actually did a whole episode on sunscreen I'll link to that episode but basically there are a lot of factors that contribute to the decline of coral reefs so coral reefs have been suffering in the past few decades the Great Barrier Reef there's a story about like I think 50% of it of it being bleached and and with all this attention that's been focused on sunscreen, some scientists are saying that the sunscreen is not that big of a deal because there's actually, okay, actually, let me let me take a step back further. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, let me explain what the issue is and then I'll get into that. So uh, the sunscreen that we put on our, our, our skin has two, two ingredients which are especially harmful, oxybenzone and octinoxate. I think that's how you say it. Oxybenzone is the one that I'm most familiar with and I've done the most research on. But this is linked to some potential health human or to some potential human health issues, but has also been linked to laboratory studies that show that it kills coral reefs. But as I mentioned, scientists are unsure of the level of impact that sunscreen actually has on coral reefs. And some say that, that like there's you know, way worse impacts like climate change and stuff like that. And because the studies have been done in the lab, it's really difficult to apply that to the vast ocean. I personally use the precautionary principle, so I believe in using mineral sunscreens which don't contain those chemicals or those ingredients and I prefer to, to, yeah, choose that to help wildlife and then to help my, my own health as well because there is some research out there that it doesn't, that, that sunscreen, those ingredients in sunscreen are potentially harmful. So recently scientists found out that sunscreen actually is um, absorbed into your, your bloodstream and these also have been shown to be endocrine disruptors but again there's still a lot of research that needs to be done but still I like to play it safe and use the precautionary principle so a lot of places or yeah yeah a lot of places have started to ban what is called chemical sunscreen and when I say the word chemical like everything is a chemical so like water is a chemical so chemical is not innately a bad thing but it's just an it's just an easy way of saying non-mineral sunscreen. Or I guess I could say non-mineral sunscreen. <laughs> okay, but anyway, so I recommend switching to a mineral sunscreen. I personally love Beauty Counter. I if you listen to the show, you've heard me talk about them several times. They are a certified B Corporation, and B Corporation puts human human rights and the environment alongside of profits and B Corporations are this third party that evaluates your company and they give you a report card. So it's incredibly transparent. So I love Beauty Counter. Their whole mission is getting the safest products possible out there. So they obviously care about human health. They obviously use the precautionary principle. They ban, I believe it's up to 1,800 ingredients now. In the United States, we only have 30 ingredients that are banned, whereas in Europe, it's something like, I think, 1,400 so, so I prefer to use that in general just for my own human health as well. And honestly, to tell you the truth, I love Beauty Counter sunscreen so much more than regular sunscreen. It just like, it just smells better. It feels better. I don't know. Like sunscreens, it always felt like greasy and gross to me. And I have not used any other mineral sunscreen, but I've heard that they're really pasty, that they're really white, and a beauty counter is not like that. So if you're interested, just head over to the show notes, show notes and I will have a link. Okay, this next tip is probably totally unexpected. This is something that I learned a couple of years ago, and if you have kids, this is really important because one of the thing one of the things that kids love to do at the beach, probably like, you know, the favorite thing to do is build a sandcastle or just play in the sand i will see people you know make holes bury their friends bodies and all of these disruptions to the sand creates these this really uneven terrain So it looks so innocent you know it's the beach and when you're walking on the beach you'll I mean there's always indentations in the sand so it's not like you know that big of a deal you think. Well to some animals it can be a huge deal. So if you're making sand castles or doing any kind of play in sand when you're finished make sure you level off the sand to the way it was before. So animals this can particularly affect our sea turtles. When I was in Hilton Head, I actually saw this I I caught the end of a, a sea turtle nest so I was there early in the morning on the beach and I saw two sea turtles make their way from the nest into the ocean. And they are so little, so cute. And I watched them go over these undulations. And the sea turtles I watched, they didn't struggle, but you could actually see like how challenging some of those higher little hills in the sand were for them. So if you have like these gigantic holes, or not even gigantic holes, like even like just like little holes from sand castles and stuff like that, sea turtles can get trapped inside there and not be able to escape and i actually was at the beach here in north carolina several years ago with my niece and nephew and somebody dug this like gigantic hole i'm going to try to put a picture of it in the show notes i'm pretty i took a picture of it it was so big and there's sea turtle nests on that beach so any day any night the sea turtles could hatch and they could easily fall into that gigantic hole and then just immediately die because they'll be easy prey for seabirds and they just will never make their way to the ocean so make sure you level stuff out my niece and I tried to as best as we could fill it back up honestly this hole was so deep it was it was really difficult to do that Another thing you want to do is make sure that you read the signs and adhere to rules because a lot of these signs are meant to protect wildlife. For example, going back to the sea turtles, they will actually designate where sea turtle nests are. So the sea turtles bury their eggs in the sand. So you can just be on this beach. It looks like a total normal beach. And then you will see four, usually four flags or four posts and they have flagging on them and posted not to do that because that is habitat. It is really fragile habitat and walking if a lot of people walk across them it can destroy the the vegetation there. So make sure you actually read the signs and listen to them. There is often a lot of eco-tourism or wildlife tourism at the beach and some of this can be really bad for wildlife. So make sure that you are participating responsibly in this. And I have I have a couple of blog posts about wildlife tourism. I don't know if I have one directly, but I have one about selfies, I have one about sanctuaries, and how you can tell if a place is reputable or not. But basically a red flag, you want to avoid any place that feeds wildlife. That's that's a big one. So I know, I believe in Australia it's common for them to have dolphin feedings, and you don't want to participate in anything like this because it alters natural behavior and sometimes so much so that it can actually kill individuals, whether that is by the individual's quote-unquote choosing or... or they they, can no, they no longer are able to depend on their natural senses to help them. So a classic example is bears. When people feed bears, there's been cases where they actually choose not to forage for wild food and then if people stop feeding them or if that person moves, the bear will like constantly look for people food and in some cases have like starved themselves because of the people food. Or you know, people had to relocate problem bears, they get too close to, to humans and cause problems. So you don't wanna do anything that is feeding wildlife because it changes behavior, it could um, it could cause the animal to lose hunting abilities if it's a predator, and you just never know what's gonna happen with tourism. So we saw in this pandemic, that tourism was shut down pretty much for over a year. So if you had a a facility that was regularly feeding wildlife, let's say dolphins every single day, multiple times a day, and then all of a sudden that just stops abruptly and those dolphins have grown accustomed to that food source, it is definitely going to affect them that they can't get it anymore. So don't do anything that where you can feed wildlife, where you can touch wildlife. This goes for animals in the wild and also for captivity. So frequently near the beach, there will be a lot of captive uh, dolphin encounters. Those are horrible. I have a link. I'll put a link to one on my website. I haven't done it, but I met this blogger who did do it and she totally regretted doing it. It's the the whole swim with the dolphins thing. The dolphins are put in captivity just so people can touch them, kiss them, get in photos with them. So it's not a great life for them. I also have a blog post about swimming with wild dolphins, and this was something that I did accidentally. I didn't think it was going to have an impact, but in general, you want to just be aware of how you impact wildlife in general. And if you can keep more of a distance, that's better. So in this case, I was in Zanzibar, Tanzania. We were on a boat and we found dolphins. And our guide was just like, who wants to jump in and swim with dolphins? And you know, I'm such an adventurous girl. I was so excited to do that. I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna jump in and swim with dolphins. So I did, I was the only person on the boat who did it. (laughs) I think maybe a couple minutes later, people joined me. And it was super cool. Like I, at first I didn't see them, but then I went underwater and they were like all around me. It was amazing. But I later learned from a friend who's a marine scientist that that wasn't the best thing to do. so I don't know if I necessarily impacted the dolphins, but say there was a mother and a calf, if I just jumped into the water, that could disrupt them, possibly cause a separation. There's just different things that you can do. So it's best to watch wildlife from afar and participate in the most responsible ecotourism or wildlife tourism that you can. This next one, if you have um, canine pets, if you have dogs, make sure you leash them when you go to the beach. This is for safety as well. Lots of people are scared of dogs. They might have had a bad interaction with a dog growing up. So many people think that their dogs are under control, under their voice, but they are not necessarily, or they might not know what their dog is getting into. Going back to my sea turtle example, the sun was starting to rise and I had to, I made sure that I escorted those little sea turtles to the ocean because I was seeing dogs on the beach and they were just like, you know, running away from their owners and a dog could have easily snatched up a turtle in its mouth without the owner realizing it. So there's a lot of ways that dogs can disturb wildlife. And us wildlife biologists, we talk a lot about cats and cats impact on wildlife. So if you have an indoor cat and you live near the beach, that's another thing you can do. There's, there's actually sea birds that are directly affected, directly threatened by, by feral cats and house cats because eggs will kill their chicks. So this stuff does make a difference and dogs get less attention, but there's actually um, lots of studies showing that dogs negatively affect wildlife and can directly cause decline of certain populations. So leash your dog for everyone's safety, and then for for your dog safety too, and other people's dogs, like I hate it when there's unleashed dogs, and they just like run up to my dogs because every dog is different. you don't know that dog's history. So it's just the it's just a nice thing to do so make sure that you do that. Okay a couple of more things support eco-friendly resorts and establishments if you can. There's often hotels usually these are like they're smaller places and more like rentals where they have a more eco-friendly setting and practices so if you can support anything that that does that, that's always better. So if you are in sea turtle nesting area, especially look for hotels that have sea turtle friendly lighting. You can ask them about their straw policy. Just try to support businesses that really care about the environment, their beach environment. And if you are eating at places or visiting establishments that don't, put pressure on them. So you know, tell them like if you're getting a plastic straw automatically, tell them, you know, we live by the, you live by the beach, or this restaurant is by the beach. You know, can you please give straws only when people request them? And tell your the servers this, or tell the servers to tell the management this. You can of course. Do emails, do social media posts, and tag the business because it's a really important message that we need to get out there. And there are definitely people who need straws, people who have disabilities. So we do want restaurants to have straws on hand for those people, but we don't want the default to be just to throw straws at people who don't need them. So the more that you can do this, the more vocal you can be, the more this sends a, the message across. Also with single-use items in general, I went to beaches where, like, I was at a restaurant sitting down and they just give you these styrofoam cups. And it's like, I'm sitting down in a restaurant, why? I mean, I guess I they, I know why they give away to go cups, because people probably ask for them. But again, just say that's something you don't like, you don't want, and hopefully if enough people keep talking about this then things will change thanks guys for listening i hope you have an amazing time on your beach vacations remember that you are sharing the beach with animals who call it home and if you can share this podcast with a friend or other people who are traveling that would be fantastic because the more people who know this information the better it is for wildlife and living at the beaches and beyond okay thanks guys i hope you have an amazing day be kind to animals and be kind to each other bye if you like this episode care about wildlife care about conservation or know somebody who is interested in going into wildlife biology careers, please share this episode. You can also rate and review my podcast that really helps people find it. My goal is to spread messages of conservation and kindness for wildlife and to help people navigate wildlife biology careers. Rating and reviewing my podcast really helps other people find it. If you have questions or show ideas, you can find me at FancyScientist.com. My social media handles are at FancyScientist. On Instagram, there's an underscore between fancy and scientist. You can also send an email to hello at FancyScientist.com. If you're an aspiring wildlife biologist, ecologist, or zoologist, you can join me every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Facebook Live, where I answer different career questions. You can also ask me questions on the spot. I'm here for you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. I am so grateful for you. I hope you have an amazing day. Be kind to animals and be kind to each other.